electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. How college campus activism has found its way to Wall Street. The difficult and high-stakes talks between university students, administrators, wealthy donor alumni, and the employers hiring graduates over the right way to respond to the Israel-Hamas war and the hate speech that's flaring up. Jay Clayton, a former chair of the SEC and a UPenn professor. This is why you have leadership of these institutions. And it's time for the leadership of these institutions to step up. And a response, the kind of discussion you'll only hear on Squawk Box from billionaire hedge funder Bill Ackman, who's writing to his alma mater, Harvard, and wants answers and accountability. Universities have the ability to say in their own environments, you know what, we're going to actually have some limits on free speech. We're not going to allow people to say hateful things about Jewish people, about black people, about LGBTQ people, because you know what, it creates a hostile environment that's not conducive to learning. It's Monday, November 6th, 2023. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. I mean, thanks very much for the question. It's our view that uh, a ceasefire now would simply leave Hamas in place able to regroup and repeat what it did on October 7th. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just a few days ago, a senior Hamas official said that it was their intent to do October 7th again and again and again. Secretary of State Antony Blinken making two surprise visits to the West Bank in Iraq over the weekend in an effort to keep the conflict from spreading. Blinken visited the West Bank city of Ramallah, and meeting with President Mahmoud Abbas. He also met with Jordan's King Abdullah, then on to Baghdad to meet with the Iraqi Prime Minister before departing. And he warned that those attacking U.S. personnel in Iraq saying, don't do it. Lincoln and the Biden administration have been calling for a humanitarian pause in the fighting in an effort to get more aid into Gaza. Meanwhile, Israeli military officials said they opened a temporary corridor on Sunday to allow people in northern Gaza to head south. There has been a near total telecommunications blackout uh, after intense aerial bombings. Meantime, billionaire hedge fund manager uh, Bill Ackman uh, is online uh, on Twitter. This is calling on uh, Harvard University's president to take immediate steps to reduce anti-Semitism on campus. Ackman was a Harvard alumnus met with students and faculty last week. He called the situation there dire. In a letter to the Harvard president, he posted on X, Ackman wrote, four weeks after the barbaric terrorist attacks of October 7th, I have lost confidence that you and the university will do what is required. Now, last month, Ackman and at least a dozen other CEOs threatened to refuse employment to students who signed a letter blaming Israel for terrorist attacks. There was another letter that went out uh, by the really the largest 20 largest law firms uh, last Thursday um, 
to the deans of the law school saying, we hire your people. We don't allow this kind of conduct, conduct at our firm. You can't allow this kind of conduct at your, at, uh, at, at your schools, especially if we're going to be hiring from, from there, because we, we, uh, are, we need you to train our people to have the values that we're going to ultimately have. We'll see, interestingly, in his letter, he is not calling for the president's resignation or the firing uh, of the president. So this is a different situation. This is in, in a, different than you, Penn. In a unique way, he's, he's trying to say, let me partner with you. Let me show you, you know, all of the problems uh, that are at hand. But by the way, you go on, well, you go on TikTok, but you can go on Instagram. You go, there's anybody, there's now movements afoot people who are uh, tearing down posters of, yeah. you know, H children hostages. think, no, but then there's movements afoot, not just to, and I hate the word docs, but to identify who they are and tell people, do not hire this person. Then they're going to LinkedIn. And I mean, for, for, for tearing the people that are tearing down the posters, people that are tearing down the posters, uh, not just tearing down the posters. I would tell you there, there was a, a, a food truck up on 80th and Broadway. Uh, one of the guys there was tearing down the, tearing down the posters. The guy who works in the food, in the food trucks, and now people have made videos to say, "Don't you know? Don't order from." I mean, I think this is becoming a very sort of. I mean, obviously, it's a large issue, but very tense too. Yeah. Um, it, it offers being rescinded in some cases for students. Well, we, right, we saw that last week yeah. or two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was an. I forget where I read it, but there was an article that interviewed a lot of the food truck. Um, proprietors right and they they had some pretty harsh things to say about some of them it was surprising in the article too I didn't want to get into any of this the, the journal has a piece made the, the 10 point an Arab Muslim student at Stanford said he was hurt in a campus hit and run which is un unfortunate and obviously mm -hmm. can't be tolerated it's just I mean I don't know how many anti-semitic there, there are dozens of things happening every day. They found the, one. The ADL slot, I mean, one said thing that to there was something in, like triple the number. The of number of times that the Biden administration has but mentioned the, Islamophobia in this in the last two weeks, I don't. The I Islamic think, community has has seen a, a very incre increased number of instances against compared them. to the anti-Semitic attack. Yeah, actually, globally. No, in the United States, if you look at the numbers in the United States, I was surprised to see. I don't, like I said, I don't want to get it on either side of it, but I, I didn't understand some of the initial, the press secretary and some of the other immediate, you know, well, immediately when, when she was questioned on anti-Semitism. Yeah, immediately coming page. back to that. Yeah. And it harkened back to, I remember, the Obama years when yeah. he would not utter the words Islamic extremism. And I don't know what it comes from. That's just, I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know if it's just has, uh, you know, good intentions and pure thoughts and everything. I don't know what... I, I do understand. I, I've been told, and this is coming from another network, one that you probably have never had on your TV set, but that they're in swing states, particularly Michigan, there are a very large Muslim population. Well, that, that, I think it was Axios was reporting over the weekend that in swing states there is even even bigger pushback and that some of the members of the squad, I think five members of the squad, are now facing a, a, a primary, um, including one in Michigan. If, if that's really what it comes down to, though, that it no, no, a primary. No, I know what the, you're saying, yeah. but if if to even imply that that's where some of the you know, that's why you're motivated to to take certain stances that should not be dictated by by politics. Yeah, yeah, morality should, should rule the day. Cheese will be next. 
Up next on Squawk Pod, corporate America is putting pressure on its feeder schools. Law firms urging school deans to stand against anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Hedge funders writing to Harvard. Investors halting donations. Jay Clayton, former SEC chair and law school professor, joins us on hate speech and who's in charge. The marketplace for ideas is not just where the loudest voice wins. The marketplace for ideas is where you hear things and then you search for objective truth. I don't see that kind of governance from our universities today. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Welcome back to Squawk Pod from CNBC. We are four weeks into the Israel-Hamas war. Israel's military response to the brutal terrorist attacks has intensified. Forces there have essentially circled Gaza City in an attempt to cut off the area from Hamas control. It has been a violent, bloody four weeks in the region, and the headlines of war have dramatically broken through Wall Street's typical news flow. Discourse around the war, religion, coexistence is particularly combustible on college campuses. Andrew Ross Sorkin takes it from here. American University is still lacking a clear strategy for dealing with the strident strain of anti-Semitism that's erupted on campuses across the country. Over the weekend, hedge fund manager Bill Ackman sent a letter to the president of Harvard University, his alma mater, calling for her to take steps to reduce anti-Semitism on campus. And just last week, 27 major law firms across the United States sent a letter to the deans of some of the country's top-ranking law schools, voicing their own concern over rising uh, tides of anti-Semitism at colleges. The firm said, as recruiters, they look to law schools to ensure graduates are ready to work in environments that have no tolerance for discrimination or harassment. Joining us right now with his perspective, former SEC chairman uh, Jay Clayton. He's also a CNBC contributor, uh, advisor to Sullivan Cromwell. Sullivan Cromwell, one of the signees of that uh, letter, and in fact, I think one of the, the instigators of putting that letter together. Um, what do you think the impact of the letter has been? Have you heard any feedback from the deans? What, where is this all going? So I, so I did see some feedback from the deans, and look, not all deans, but one of, one of the pieces of feedback was, so, so what do you want us to do about it? Well, I think that there's clear time for introspection here um, at the universities. And one of the things that strikes me is, you, know, you need good governance in times like this. You know, how, do, how do companies, well-run companies, deal with the problem? They rely on their governance function. You, you mentioned the word strategy um, right at the top. Like, what is the strategy for the university in dealing with the objective search for truth and not allowing hate and violence to be preached on campus? Like, you need an effective strategy. Let me tell you what's not an effective strategy. Um, let's have one side talk and the other side talk, and we'll see what happens. That's... You know, the marketplace for ideas is not just where the loudest voice wins. 
The marketplace for ideas is where you hear things and then you search for objective truth. I don't see that kind of governance from our universities. Today. Literally, so what do you want us to do about it? You've, I've, I've seen that, right? What, what do we do about it now? Well, you, you know, look, if you don't have core values, core moral values, and a strategy for what the university is supposed to do, you don't have any touchstone. So you set that right. up, and some have it. Okay, but let me but ask now, you. But, but the governance here, look, the boards of directors at universities, they vary greatly, boards of trustees. Right. Where's the engagement? But let me ask you this. There is a, one of the strains of this conversation, mm -hmm. if you were to read Bill Ackman's letter, or you understand uh, Mark Rowan, who you work with at Apollo's mm -hmm. understanding of these issues, one of the great frustrations, especially among uh, folks who are Jewish, I'm Jewish uh, as well, is that there has been not free expression on uh, campuses prior, on other issues. Absolutely. Okay? Pre preferred and, ideas. And, and as a result, there's a view that there wasn't free expression then on these other things, so how dare they not have free expression, or, or, or how dare they then allow this sort of free expression, which I, I consider, you know, uh, some of this is, 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 hate, uh, is hate speech, but nonetheless, that they will allow this over here, or they won't allow this over here, but they will allow this over here. It's remarkable, right? it's remarkable hypocrisy. Okay, hypocrisy. But the question then is, which version do we want? Right, because if you really if you really get underneath some of this, mm -hmm. there are some people who are effectively saying, "Well, actually, we want free expression on everything, mm -hmm. but actually, we don't want it on this." Mm -hmm. And then there's mm -hmm. other people saying, "Actually, we really are into free expression." I'm just I, I'm giving you the devil's advocate position, and we're okay with that, but then we're we're, we're also don't want free expression on this. Right, but, I, but you that, with me? I am with you. Okay. And that, that is not an easy answer, but it's the very thing we set up universities to do, to, to grapple with those types of issues, which is, okay, we do have a free marketplace for ideas. When you say from the river to the sea, what do you mean? Do you mean I want a two-state solution? Do you, you mean I want to have a peaceful solution? Or do you mean I want the eradication of Jews? Jay, right? right? And, and, and no, that, that is, right. no, that no, is why that, we have that's universities. Why this is, immensely complicated because there are some people who are writing hashtag free Palestine right and what they mean is uh, that they 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 don't want the they want a free Palestine but they're there might be for a two-state solution or something else there are others that just that hashtag free Palestine really means from the river to the sea, and from the river to the sea means, it means kill no, all the Jews. It means no Israel. Right, Look. And, 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 and we have to reject right. we have to reject one and discuss the other, and that's what that's what universities are there for. That's why we need strong hey, leadership. This goes back years. Condoleezza Rice canceled a, an appearance at a college because she wasn't palatable to the the whether it's the I, I don't know who's in charge at that university. I don't know what the kids are learning at, at that university. Dozens of conservative commentators are not welcome. Right. But people that say, go Hamas, they're, they're, something is very wrong with the fabric of, of what's being taught at universities. And, right? Could and not you're not going to fix that. Could not, yeah, but this, we have, this is why you have leadership of these institutions. And it's time for the leadership of these institutions to step up. Maybe the boards of directors, boards of trustees aren't functioning as they should. But in a corporation, that's what you would have. You would well, say, look, we, we've clearly gone awry. Had jobs it does get back to the loudest people, though. That was Rutgers academics. University. Yeah. That, Joe, that was Rutgers where that happened. And look, that, that was the loudest voices at that point creating chaos. Right. The and, marketplace for ideas is not the marketplace for the loudest voice. That was just one example. That's hundreds of, right. you know. But so then the question is, how do you enforce this? 
what do you want to do? Do you want to say that any, and this is where it's, where it's complicated. If you want to say any language that is, quote, anti-Semitic, this would be my position, is anti-Semitic, is unacceptable, and, um, you know, due, due for a suspension or worse at the university. Mm -hmm. The complicating part is now to define What's what, right. what, what, what that actually means. Because to me, and then there's the comfortability or uncomfortability of being on the other end of it, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means. Mm -hmm. And so how, how, I'm asking you. I think, it, well, I think, you, look, the way you but just- it can't just be that we're asking the questions. I can ask the questions all no. day long. It's very hard to come up with the answers. Yeah, well, it's free why don't, why don't you start, why don't you start with that? Step forward and say, it's complicated. I was, I was on the other day. But by the way, you say it's complicated, and some people will tell you that's not good enough. It is nope. terrible to say it's complicated because people want answers, and they want a very clear answer. That, that actually is the problem, because part of what happened early on with the uh, president of, of Penn and president of Harvard was they came out early, and they were not, they equivocated because the truth is there is a complicated element to this. Yes, right? it's, yes. And, but and that's, that's the, let's go one step further. Are. There are things that are complicated, but there are things that are not. Okay? Oh, look, I that's, think if you're... Like, is terrorism complicated? It's not complicated at all. It's absolutely wrong. Okay? There's, there's no doubt about that. Now, are there, are there discussions about ways forward that, you know, are complicated and can, and can make people uncomfortable? Yes, but universities are places where you have to be able to draw the line between what is, what is an appropriate and wide-ranging discussion and, and what is calls for things that are clearly morally objectionable. Let, let me, let me right. admit, let, and, and Joe makes a great point. If, if you think there's a different solution to climate change than the orthodoxy, you're not allowed, uh, no. absurd, right? Totally but you're absurd. you're allowed to say, go Hamas. Right. It, like, so this is okay, something so, so, very so, wrong. Andrew, it, 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 it's complicated, but those two things are pretty easy. Right. Well, and, well, and, and this, look, I'm, I'm, if you're saying go Hamas, you should be ex expelled or suspended from the school. Right? You would, you would say if you're okay, denying climate change, you that should has, be too. That has not been the policy for a decade. But the policy for a decade has been to cancel people who have a different view on clearly yeah. political but, but, issues. But now we're back, now we're back to the, the flip side of this, which is, which is the version of free expression that you're open to, right? So you're, there are people, including, by the way, and I go back to Mark Rowan, who, were, who I think were very frustrated by certain types of, of speech that they thought should be allowed on the campus, right? And it's, it's, only, it's only because of this, I don't know if it's only because also, of, also, of the hypocritical nature of it has led to this, too. And, and support for that kind of speech. Okay, there's a, there's a difference when universities come out and support what is clearly calls for amoral behavior. That, you know, that's not a hard one. Right. Okay? I think, that, look, we, this, this debate should be happening at the boards of trustees, and they should be setting forth strategies for dealing with this going forward. And, the, and the, the simple strategy, let's hear from both sides, is not the right strategy. It's more detailed. You need leadership. Jay Clayton, it's always good to see you, sir. Thanks. Bringing us an important topic. I'm ready to write off all the years. <laughs> Forget it. I've, I've seen so much the last few years. This is just, and then this, it's, just, it's really rich. It's, this is allowed, but none of the, you know. But see, I, I don't know where they find these people. But, but, that's the, but that's, this is the hypocrisy. I understand what it is. I, Andrew, I watch hypocrisy all day long, no, believe no, you me. You have to decide 
Where's the, you have to decide where's the line, and somebody has to actually come out. They draw the line say, arbitrarily at, at just normal right. things. Aren't but here's the, but you know why? It's like, you know it's why? like the old they, Twitter. It's like they, the old Twitter, they do it which one by, one by like one the old on, They do it one by one on an ad hoc basis as to what's convenient right. in the moment like the instead of having Musk a strategy Twitter. for dealing with this. Liberals love the, the pre-Elon Musk Twitter because everything they wanted was allowed. Nothing that they didn't want was allowed, and they hated it. Now everything's there, and they hate that. So I don't know what someone – there's hypocrisy – I, I can cut it with a knife every day. I think you're saying you don't want a line. I don't want. I don't want people from. I don't want. I don't want all of Mark Zuckerberg's employees deciding what my line is from Silicon Valley. All the. All the. You know. But by the way, I would argue that actually he's fine to create the line, and so are the university presidents. And the university presidents need to create a line. And I don't think they move along. It really. It really is complicated. And they need to. They need to use their governance and process structure to do it. It can't, it can't be just one person picking the line day to day. Yeah, that, that's well, why we have boards of directors. We this. I think it's crazy that they've all created the DEI programs, and now instead of using the DEI programs to deal with anti-Semitism, they're creating completely new departments. What does that say about how, how, what those DEI programs are doing to begin with? It tells you, question. well, you should have been asking that when you I loved think Jay's all those right. DEI programs. You need a governance programs. plan for they it were always right. crap. It can't be one person. It can't be one person. You need a governance plan, people, checks and balances. It's like well, They preach this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, because Jay. every person at this table would have a different line. Okay, uh, we got to run. We'll see you in a little bit. Thank you again. Still to come on Squawk Pod, a surprise guest calls in. Bill, it's great to have you on the program. I'm curious what your thoughts were as you were listening to that conversation. So I thought Jay was spot on in many ways, with one exception. Where hedge funder Bill Ackman draws the line on campus speech in protest and why he's pushing his alma mater, Harvard, to draw one of its own. You know, the whole purpose behind a university system where professors get tenure was actually to protect them so they could put forth controversial ideas. Governance, hypocrisy, and the line between free speech and freedom from discrimination, right after this. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Squawk Pod with Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Here's Andrew. Up and Andrew. We were talking about the rising tide of anti-Semitism on college campuses across the country. And over the weekend, hedge fund manager Bill Ackman sent a letter to the president of Harvard University's alma mater calling for her to take steps to reduce anti-Semitism on campus. Uh, Bill was listening in on the conversation we were having uh, with Jay Clayton just earlier and uh, has now called into the Squawk Newsline. Uh, Bill, it's great to have you on the program. I'm curious what your thoughts were as you were listening to that conversation. Uh, So I thought uh, Jay was spot on. Uh, in many ways, with one exception, and, and you with one exception, which is, I don't think this is that complicated. Uh, I think the issues are incredibly complicated. The underlying issues, you know, the Israel-Palestinian situation, but the issue about free speech on campus is not, and, and here's my sort of perspective on it. Um, one, I'm a huge free speech advocate, okay, and I think universities are important places for speech to be taking place. At the same time, there are laws about free speech. There's certain kinds of free speech that's, you know, certain speech is not protected speech. Uh, so, for example, if you, in, you know, incite people to harm others by your words, okay, that, you know, that's fighting words. 
you know, if you look up the definition, you know, the, the, the law under the First Amendment. But beyond limitations under the law, universities, you know, the, the Harvard campus is a private space. It has its own rules. It has its own code of conduct. And Harvard takes action against students that create an unsafe environment for other students. You've seen this all the time. There are many examples of this. And it's usually when someone says a slur, for example, against um, an LGBTQ person or a, or a, a person of a, of a different you know, skin color, for example. And that kind of speech, which is actually permitted speech under the First Amendment, okay, it's hateful speech, but it's permitted, uh, universities, most universities, I think the vast majority, don't tolerate their students speaking like that on campus. They suspend them. There are administrative procedures, you know, depending upon the degree of, uh, you know, if students are, that show hostility to one another, physically or otherwise. So, for example, there was a protest at Harvard and there was right, an that video. a Jewish It's on video. Yes. Uh, and you make the, po you made the point videos. that they should be suspended immediately. And what, what, what's taking so long? Yeah, and the answer is, oh, well, there's a police investigation, and therefore we're not going to do anything until, you know, uh, the, the investigation is completed. It's absurd. Harvard's never behaved that way. Harvard suspends students for drinking too much. Okay? Harvard suspends students uh, for, you know, one kid, uh, this is a, uh, you know, a friend of, uh, you know, friend of the industry, okay, a son mm -hmm. of a very good friend of his on the lacrosse team, drank too much. Uh, found himself asleep in a uh, another student's car, uh, and because they were of different uh, ethnicities, uh, the the assumption was that it was a um, you know it was somehow of a racist act. He was suspended uh, for two months before the investigation was completed, but Harvard took immediate action. And I think the the, the issue here uh, is um, one: free speech is critically important, and Harvard unfortunately, has not been a bastion of free speech. Um, there was a survey by an independent organization that you know, looks into these issues on campus, and far, you know, Harvard was ranked last. Okay? They've, they've gotten worse in the last four years, but this year they literally came in last out of 254 schools. And now this use, the school is using, and the president is talking about how um, you know, free speech is so important, which is why we've done nothing uh, right. on, on, on students shouting, Free Palestine from the river to the sea, which is is a is known. Okay, you know if people were talking about lynching members of the black community, that, that would not be permitted uh, speech on campus. We were saying, you know, let's throw out um, LGBTQ people. Let's let's you know throw them off this you know into the sea. I mean, we we just that would not be permitted speech on Harvard, and I can't imagine be permitted speech elsewhere. And the fact that it's allowed to continue, okay, and the university does nothing. That's when, you know, what, what started out as legitimate criticism of Israel, there's nothing wrong with being critical of Israel, okay? And you should be able to say whatever you want, which is critical of Israel. It's another thing when you're talking about the, you know, eliminationist talk, right? Destroying a people, an ethnic group, okay? That's genocide. Uh, Bill, uh, you spent some time there. You said you'd spend about seven hours on the campus meeting, meeting with students, just in a very sort of the palpable sense of fear that you that you sensed from those students, and, and then, by the way, what did you sense a palpable sense of fear on the other side of this? Not, I mean, I look. I don't always say that there's another side to this, but there are obviously, uh, you know, folks on folks who have various views on this uh, on this issue. What I would say is, you know, you, you can't have a an effective 
learning environment when students are literally afraid, afraid to express themselves and, to, and who they are, and even in some cases to go to class, right? A student, I did a town hall with a bunch of students, and the student said, you know, Bill, I, I, I have a tough time going to class when on the student message board someone's writing, you know, anti-Semitic statements or putting up anti-Semitic cartoons, and then I see him, you know, and he sits in front of me at the, my HBS class. It doesn't help you know, my ability to, uh, to learn, right? And I think the reason why universities have the ability to say in their own environments, you know what, we're going to, uh, we're going to pr- actually have some limits on free speech. We're not going to allow people to say hateful things about Jewish people, about black people, about LGBTQ people, because you know what, it creates a hostile environment that's not conducive to learning. A university could come to that conclusion. A university could also say, you know what, we're going to follow very strictly the laws around free speech. We're going to, you know, we'll allow everything up to the edge on free speech. But even there, again, what's not permissible speech, what's called fighting words, okay, or where, where you make statements and you incite people to cause harm to others and it creates a risk of imminent harm. And what's happened, uh, certainly on the Harvard campus and elsewhere, is, is in fact a risk of imminent harm. Right? Well, they, if someone they, is... What's even more frustrating to me is that the hate speech is being defended. The the things that you're talking about are being allowed right now. But for years now, the wrong ideas, the wrong ideas, and usually they're conservative ideas. And Jay Clayton brought up, uh, you know, uh, expressing skepticism about, um, you know, anthropogenic climate change, that it's, you know, going to be disastrous. That, you're not allowed on campus. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, we mentioned that. I don't know, is she a, considered to be a, uh, a war criminal? I'm not even sure what the, the pretense was. protesters there. It was not by well, the administration. Fine. So many many have been can't. There are plenty of, of situations the last five years that you've probably watched where certain ideas were not welcome on liberal, liberal campuses. You're you're entirely right. You ever say anything about that, Bill? Did you ever say anything about that? I mean, it's 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 maddening. And now this is allowed. That's why the juxtaposition is just unbelievable. By the way, you're 100 percent right. And this is a great opportunity. Okay. by the way, I shared your frustrations. Okay. did I do anything about it in a very public way? I didn't. Okay. and my bad. Okay. but yes, you know, the whole purpose behind a university system where professors get tenure was actually to protect them so they could put forth controversial ideas. Okay. Science, okay, is about the continual pursuit of the truth. Okay. And what we believe to be true about science changes and it's changes over time, very dramatically over centuries. So, you know, and if you create a user, an environment in a university where you can't challenge things like, you know, uh, the, you know, the climate thesis. Okay. Okay. It, it, that is a very, very dangerous thing. The same thing is true about, you know, controversial topics like vaccines. The same thing is true. Uh, you know, the, it's, universities are supposed to be safe places to have those kind of conversations. And you're entirely right. What's happened is tenure has been used as a way for someone to have permanent protection for their job. And speech has been, you know, true free speech has been curtailed on many campuses, and you're correct uh, that conservative voices uh, have been have been shouted down uh, or not permitted uh, to share their remarks. And that's why 
the incredible hypocrisy of what's going on now right. is, is incredibly evident. And what I'm hoping is, and if you hopefully you saw that in the letter that I wrote, is I tried to make the point, okay, that this is about free speech and free speech is critically important. It's critically important on campus, okay? Mm-hmm. But in an environment where students feel physically threatened, okay, and where racist uh, speech, okay, is allowed to be amplified, and it, it, the perception is that the university, or the, the clear reality is that it's permissible. You know, it's defended by the president of the university in the context of free expression when the same university president has been responsible for shutting down speech on campus of other members of, of the faculty and, and, and students. It's, hey, it's shameful and it's incredibly, incredibly wrong. Hey, Bill, can I just ask you, I, I agree with you on a lot of what you've said, the anti-Semitism that we've seen that is rampant anti-Semitism, 100%, I think, should, these, should be barred by these universities. But when you start getting into whether or not it's complicated, I think it is. There, there's an entire... Uh, side of the argument who would say that if you say free from the river to the sea, that just means that they want to live in a democratic society where they're created equally. They will say free Palestine just means to give them a dual state solution. So that seems a little more complicated than some of the very blatant, obvious, hateful, inciting people to riots. And and, and that's where I, it looks like it's, well, let me, let me, it's not let me, quite Let me agree and disagree with you, okay? okay? Free Palestine, I have no objection to it, okay? You can say free anything and it's fine, okay? But the the language from the river to the sea, these are Hamas, Hamas's words. These are the words of terrorists, okay? It's this actually is part of the, the, the Bible death. before that. The, the Hamas people did okay, pick it up. But the Hamas been, picked it, it, it up was later. Adopted, it was adopted, it's by, adopted Hamas. by Hamas. It's par- right, it's yes. part of the Hamas charter, okay? So if you had students chanting part of the ISIS charter, okay, to, you know, uh, and again, I haven't read the equivalent of the ISIS charter, okay? And everyone knows precisely what it means. I mean, you can, there are, there are code words to speak about other ethnic groups, okay, that are not permitted on campus, right? There are epithets, there are nicknames, for example, given right. to uh, other ethnic groups so look, that are entirely not permissible and not just ethnic groups, right? LGBT, the complication, the complication where I totally agree with you. First of all, number one, I'm pro-Palestine, I'm anti-terrorist. Yeah. Right, okay, right. but the complications—a lot of complication about the history, okay, about you know right. entitlement to the lands, okay—and you know, there are powerful arguments on both sides, and we should be having these conversations on campus. We should be bringing the, the faculty, the students right. on all different sides of the issue to have a conversation to and, and look for solutions. Yeah. That's what education is, okay? Okay, but here's my question, Bill, because we we got to run. And I just just have one other question because it relates to this hypocrisy issue. Maybe ask Joe and Becky the same question. Do you feel more empathy or less empathy for the marginalized groups over the last five years where 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 the freedom of speech has been either, I don't know if it's protected or, 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 or the universities have stepped in? That's actually, I think, an important question right now, because what's happening here, well, no, there's a, there's a question about, there's a lot of people who are looking at this and say, oh, it's so hypocritical, because they, you know, these, these other marginalized groups over the last five years, the universities have stepped in to protect them, and now they're not protecting them here, right? And as Bill said, he said, you know, but nobody, the same, the same people who are now saying this today were in some ways against what was happening before. Look, before I think part it was of it is being education. too woke. 
Before it was yeah. being too woke. Yeah, but I think Before it was being a snowflake. No, I, and I, I, I was I never just, that. So. I, well, but, I, I think that that's part of what it was. So I'm curious, Bill, how you think about but, that. But the woke pe people have their preferred marginalized people. They, they dictate who's marginalized and who's not, and whose ideas you have to have. And who, the whole woke thesis uh, never protect. Yeah, Go Joe, ahead, Bill. Joe is, yeah, so the, the thing that, I, again, I had never done, okay, I never, run, I never read Harvard's DEI statement. I always thought of DEI was for all marginalized groups, okay? My ignorance, okay? But the, the DEI program at Harvard is limited to specific groups and excludes right. others. If you're an Asian student that is a victim of prejudice at Harvard, you don't contact Harvard's DEI office, okay? They don't, they don't, they don't work for you, okay? And that is really, really wrong. And by the way, the most marginalized group at Harvard probably in the last five years, to Joe's point, is probably someone with a, 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 a right-leaning opinion on an issue. That was a marginalized group. Well, that's okay, and though, Bill. Okay. Those okay, people don't, my, my point here those is, bigots it's, don't it's a, deserve yeah, to be okay, okay. Uh, protected. But my point, my point is that DEI, okay, it, it should be that a university, uh, or the, the world should be to protect people who have minority voices, if you will, or a smaller group, okay, and they're at risk of, if you will, a tyranny of the majority. And that's what DEI should be about. It should be protecting marginalized groups, people who are discriminated against, people right. who are threatened by the actions of a, of a larger majority. That's what DEI, in my, my mind, should be about, because that's, those people are at risk of being right. taken advantage of, of being harmed, of being emotionally harmed, of being, you know, and that's what we should be, we should, as Americans, okay, as citizens, we should protect those minorities. But those minorities shouldn't be a selected, you know, favored right. group, right? They should be... Bill, you're not, you're not going to get disagreement around this table on that issue. Um, yeah. We need to thank you uh, for, for dialing in. Uh, we very, very much appreciate uh, you having, having you on the program, especially uh, given the letter you wrote over the weekend and your thoughts uh, given uh, your time spent at Harvard. And we look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. And that is Squawk Pod for today. Thank you for listening, and thanks for kicking off your week with us and with Joe, Becky, and Andrew. Squawk Box is on CNBC weekday mornings at 6 Eastern. And the best of our show is available right here, right in your ears, when you follow Squawk Pod. Have a great Monday, and we'll meet you right back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.